Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Welcome to We Say Things, episode 36, Welcome. sponsored by 36. Nobody's Sons Fan with Sin- Sindarin. How are you, sir? Welcome. <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, have you ever tried a voice jammer? No. Do you know what it is? No. Okay, you need to try a voice jammer. What is it? It's, it's, uh, it's either an app on a phone or like a computer setup where when you talk... You hear yourself at a delay oh. of every word you say, and it yeah, fucks yeah. with your mind so hard that you can't continue a sentence after like two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought you got jammed a little bit when I when I started repeating you a little bit. You you stumbled. Get jammed. It jam. Yeah, it wasn't on purpose at all, Sinner. It was all you. Okay. Take full credit Thank by you. all means. No, no. I'm. I mean, uh, I, I just honestly, we should try a voice jammer on the podcast. That would be hilarious. You just, sure. that's a One good day. bit. You just, you, no, 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 we do it next time. And then okay. uh, we can I do it when remember. I watch in Bruges. Okay. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, Sindarin, we haven't done reviews in quite a while. Uh, would you like to take a couple for this? Oh, week? God. These are some, okay. I do the short ones. You do the first two. I'll do the last two. Just do it okay. in order. <laughs> uh, first one is from Dechuga from Japan. Oh, awesome. Uh, that's probably, um, that's probably a VPN because nobody does Dota in Japan. Um, almost titled great podcast, five stars in Bruges. Thank you. That's a great (laughs) review. It's just in Bruges. Love it. And we have (laughs) Elio.ke from Switzerland podcast for fine arts and hot quiz. Ut cuisine aficionados. Okay, that's mm. very true. That's that's me right there. I'm all about the fine arts. As a connoisseur of fine arts and ut cuisine, this is a must-listen podcast. The two hosts take you on a journey into their sophisticated world and reveal tips about the fine way of living. <laughs> Ranging from exotic fruits to timeless classics, such as in Bruges, this podcast offers everything and more. Also, the part where they talk about Dota 2 and esports is good. <laughs> Greetings from Switzerland. <laughs> All right, I'm going to sound like an uh, ignorant idiot. That word that you keep saying, I don't know what that means. I've never heard Oot. it. I've never seen it. Yeah. It's H-A-U-T-E. What, yeah. what does that mean? So, in the, the context I know it from is called Haute Couture, which is about very, like, very expensive clothing that's, like, custom-fitted, made with... You know, it's the kind of... Um, Upscale? No, no, no. What's that called? There's like a a designer festival or whatever that's really famous that does haute couture. And it's like very expensive clothes. So high end. Like, yeah, I, I guess, but it's they're not for sale. You know what I mean? It's like they're made uh. specifically just to be shown off in this competition or okay. whatever. 
so it fits perfectly because we don't sell I mean, any you sponsors can technic- for the show. You can technically so. buy them, but you can't. Like you have to put in a custom order and have them custom made, right? Mm. Uh, so anyway, if it's like that, but with food, then it's like creme de la creme for food, Shannon. That's what we talk about. Creme de la creme. Yep. Creme de la creme. Got it. Next review from. Th- Throb or die. That sounds very sexual. From the United States of America, his title is We Complain About Things and Dota. I love hearing Suns fan complaints about gaming in general and Sin being a weirdo, nonchalant caster we all know and love talking about how he doesn't care about in Bruges. Thank you for weirdo. that beautiful review. Yes, you are a weirdo. Uh, I, I figured. Nonchalant, Shannon? Uh, yeah, I would say that's probably a good description. Okay. Definitely nonchalant. And the last review is from Tank for, I, Tank for Zion 2019. Oh, okay. Very nice. From Canada. Great podcast, I guess. Five stars. Hey, Suns fan and Sin, love your podcast and keep doing what you do. I'm also a huge NBA fan and have two questions about the current state of future of Dota 2. So we'll turn this into a bit of a segment. Uh, In the NBA, it's coming to the point where they draw more viewers and clicks from stories and drama around free agency and trades rather than the actual games. Do you think Dota 2 will ever get to that point? It's there sort of right now with the shuffles, but the NBA is a different beast. They're always talking about contracts where players get end up with... Uh, where they can end up than the actual games themselves. Number two, in American sport coverage, you have a lot of hot takes shows like First Take, Get Up, etc., where they give stupid hot takes about different players and teams. I know exactly what this guy's talking about. I know that Cinderin is befuddled right now. Do you ever see esports starting these kind of shows if it gets big enough? P.S. It brings me great joy that the Suns are finally back, coming back to Earth. Great job again, guys. That's when you know it's an old review. Yeah, they've stabilized a bit. I mean, we don't okay. need to go into detail, but this is an interesting topic because there's there are a lot of parallels you can take from traditional sports and esports, and the the second point especially where these shows I don't know you've seen it. Think of an American show. What's the first thing you think of, Cinderin? Like sports? Do you think Over of obnoxious people? Yeah, they're very obnoxious. Like Stephen A. Smith is probably the most famous one. I, God, he's so fucking annoying. Actually, he just gives like a <laughs> stupid opinion. Okay, here's. This is going to go off on a little tangent. His headline today, this literally me. happened today. like you, actually. It, uh, sure. That's not at all the case. Over the top and gives a stupid opinion. No. His, my opinions are great. They put it into Dota. You can say Dota is stupid, and my opinions are stupid as well, so that's fine. He said that the Lakers should trade Kyle Kuzma for Devin Booker. What the fuck does that even mean? That's like trading Michael Jordan for Joe Klein. Get the fuck out of here. All right, anyway. Uh, you, sounds like you're trading a goat for a sheep. I don't know any of these people. That's exactly right. Sounds like right. a great trade. That's pretty right. even. A goat for a sheep. Depend, depending on age. Like, if one of them has better meat and the other one has better milk, it could be an even trade, right? Well, one of them does have a little bit more meat than the other. I will say that. Right. So what do you think of, like, those kind of shows? Do you think that's something that will become prevalent in Dota? Or esports in general? Uh, maybe. Uh, I've seen. I think I've seen a little bit of that on TV to an extent when I was in the states. If it was just running when we were out having dinner or whatever, running on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely a lot of drama around roster shuffle, but I don't think it even comes close to the viewership for big games. Uh, and it's very easy for us to think that there's more happening than there is because we see it on Reddit, right? And that's still a vocal minority. I don't think. Like the number of people that frequent that compared to the number of people frequently watching streams or watching pro games is probably very skewed still. So 
um theoretically you could pull it off if I, you had like franchising so league of Legends, if they wanted to yeah. go down this route of like trashy tv they could 100 percent pull something like this off right if they yeah, wanted i think so um and i think this might happen at some point but for now uh, it's definitely not a problem that the community doesn't care enough about drama it's there are so many people that care way more about this than they maybe should and are looking for drama specifically. Um, so I think there is a market for it, but I don't think it's big enough in Dota to really be worth uh, running. Um, as far as... Yeah, was this kind of... This is kind of two of the same thing, right? The one thing yeah. was the drama and the other one was the show about it. And yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think either... Give it a decade then maybe in gaming. It's also like gaming is extremely difficult to predict because... Like, if you look at where we're at now compared to 10 years ago, there's, a like, a plethora of things that could happen in the next 10 years. I think everybody who's in esports thinks it's going to grow and get bigger and bigger. Um, but we have no idea how fragmented the player base is going to be, right? You yeah. could have... It really... Honestly, it's kind of up to chance. It's about how good the games are that the developers make. The less good games there are, the more players the good games will have, right? So... If you imagine there's this mega game that gets made in the next five years that a huge player base goes to, then maybe this kind of stuff could happen. I don't think it'll ever happen for Dota, realistically. No, unless we get like a Dota <clears throat> 3 or something. I don't think the game is big enough for this to, this kind of thing to be Dota worth it. Dota 3. What would be the reasoning of making a Dota 3, do you think? The um, engine is fine, right? There's no issues. It still looks good. Bringing it into AR... Or VR, sorry. VR was that? Uh, <laughs> that would be. It feels like you're really forcing it there. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Does else? not sound comfortable. I don't know. I mean, there's obviously. I, I don't think Valve will do something like this, but I think there's. You know, there's brand. There's branding value in that. There's, like, why did they call it Fortnite Two, when it's still Fortnite, right? Or mm-hmm. what's well, called <clears throat> Overwatch Two, even though it's like a an expansion pack um it gets people talking it sounds like a big deal because it's its own title so if valve ever thinks that they want to do that with dota or if they have you know they make some sort of big changes that could warrant it then maybe but you know based on 10 years of history i don't think it's going to happen yep i agree uh i have two mini stories to tell before we actually begin dota related topics are you okay with that okay Sindarin? i'm I'm ready i'm ready for penis man this first one so there's been this thing in arizona and oh boy there, when you get preface <laughs> with this you know in arizona there's a very prolific uh Oh, why am I missing the word right now? Vandalize. Is it vandal vandalizer? What what is a person that vandalizes called? A vandal? He's a vandal. Wow, that was easier than I thought. So there's a very famous vandal right now in Phoenix <clears throat> that puts the name Penis Man all over the place, all right? And the news has been covering it, and I find it so hilarious because they interview people, right? And by the way, Phoenix apparently is decent at actually getting rid of this stuff. Like within a few hours, they'll like spray paint over or whatever. They'll fix it. But this penis man is just everywhere. It's prolific, right? It's just all over the place. (laughs) And I've been interviewing people. And some people are like, this is unacceptable. Like my daughter saw this and she'll be tainted for life. And then other people are like, this is fucking hilarious. (laughs) People like me that are just laughing the whole time. 
So this guy has kind of uh, been famous in the valley for whatever reason now. It's like the the Banksy of Arizona. Yeah, except it's just uh, mm. it's it's literally just the word penis man. So he has a competitor now, <laughs> yes. Cinder. There's a there's a copycat, and he goes by Boner Guy. Who do you? What team are you on? <laughs> Which team are you on, Cinderin? Penis man. <laughs> it's actually, it's uh, honest. I'm not gonna lie. This actually sounds like an epic battle that I would want to watch. That's pretty hilarious. Um, I Choose think one, something, please. Uh, there's something about the original. It's the simplicity of penis man. I like yeah, that more. I agree. I'm cheering uh, for him. I'm definitely a penis man. Man. Uh, the second story. <laughs> Second story is actually a little bit more random. So I want to talk about Neil for a moment because he told me something that I could not, I literally could not believe. Okay. So he okay. has all these, like, I wouldn't, they're not like major health issues, but he has like these random things that just happen to him all the time. Like he has mm-hmm. tinnitus. You know what tinnitus is? You get like a ringing in your ear and it's just constant and there's no cure for it, right? It's just tinnitus? how it is. Is it called sure. tinnitus in English? In English, tinnitus, yeah. Um, oh. So he has that and he has like all this other random shit that happens. And recently, as the past couple of years, he's been getting RLS. Do you know what that is? Restless leg syndrome. Oh, and it's where you... Mm. I have a restless leg syndrome as well. My dad had it. My brother has it. It actually runs in the family. So for people that don't know what that is, it's like this... The, it, there's not an easy way to explain. It's like a, a tickling sensation in your leg. It can happen in your calf. It can happen... It depends on who you are. Your quad... Like it can happen anywhere in the leg region. It's very uncomfortable and it's really fucking annoying. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he got this a couple years ago and I've been taking a pill. Actually, this is even a funnier story. I got prescribed a pill for it. There's no cure for it, by the way, but I did get a pill for something called Repinerol, which I take it and within five minutes, it's just gone for like 12 hours. I have no problems. It's the same prescription given to so Parkinson's strange. disease people. People with Parkinson's uh-huh. take this pill, and I take a very small dose for RLS. So mm-hmm. I tell Neil about it. I'm like, dude, are, why are you? Because he's so dumb. Like he has like a, a, an ailment of some sort, and he's so stubborn. He doesn't go to the doctor for months. He doesn't actually try to fix it for years, literally years. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, it's been two years. He's getting up in the middle of the night, and he has to do squats, Cinderin. Like he wakes up in the middle of the night to do squats because it's so uncomfortable in his legs. Okay. So I tell mm-hmm. him, you need to go get this pill. So he goes to the doctor. They prescribe him the pill. He takes it. At first, he thinks it's working. Then it starts to get worse. I'm like, what the fuck? Just double the dosage then. Take two or three. He takes it. No effect. It even gets worse. He goes to the doctor. And I talked to him a couple. I talked to him yesterday. And you know what he said? It's like, it's fixed. He, he I went said, to the doctor. I don't have RLS. I went to the I doctor and I asked, I asked, why is this pill not working? And the guy says, you don't have RLS. I'm like, what? Oh, like, I was right. <laughs> you're, too, you're too young to have RLS. He's like, what, what do you mean? You're saying it's in my mind? He's like, yeah, it's in your mind. He hasn't had RLS since, Cinderin. How is that possible? <laughs> How Dude, is that what possible? a superpower to have, actually. <laughs> it's so fucked up. And the fact that I, it's not the case for me. It runs in the family. Like, He's not too young to have it. I'm 34. No, but it's if Neil can do it, so can you. So how about you just get over it, Shin? I can't. It's this is the, the lesson learned here is go to your doctor and say, I have RLS, and then I can tell your doctor beforehand <laughs> to tell you, no, you don't, and then you go home. 
one fixed. day. I, I prefer the Parkinson's medication personally. It really gets me high. Anywho, let's begin uh, with Dota related stuff. Dream League is uh, coming up very soon. The major, I should say. Uh, that's going to mm-hmm. be exciting. We can talk about the, the results from the minor in just a bit. I will be casting the group stage, I believe, with partially with you, a couple Duh. games with you, and yep. I'll be doing a couple games with somebody else uh, yet to be confirmed. So that should be fun. Um, but let's talk about your visit, Cinderin, to the minor. Tell me uh, all about it. I guess it. we should also mention, if we mentioned Dream League, that I'm going to go there. Uh, oh, but it shouldn't. yes, of course. It shouldn't impact our recording schedule because as it looks, uh, I'll be going there on the following, the weekend following this one. So like I'm traveling there the 23rd and I will be traveling home the 27th, which means we should be able to do Tuesdays after today. Perfect. should be okay. Perfect. So I don't think it will affect the podcast. Okay. Um, Yeah. About the minor. um, Tell me your whole story. Honestly, pretty cool stuff. Um, the first things that come to mind is the set itself. Like we were in Bukoville, which is a ski resort and it's kind of weird. The best way I can explain it is it kind of feels like a fake city. I want to call it or a fake town. What I mean fake. by that is that, yeah. So, um, it's like my, my girlfriend and I, we were on a holiday. I think it was a year and a half ago by now or two years. And we went to a place in Norway where we, we sailed in to this place called Flum and, it was literally tourists only. Like it mm. was built like it was a little town in a valley, but nobody lives there. As so far it's like as Bruges know. from in Bruges. Yes, exactly like that. Um, I'll tell you later why I know this. Um, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, so it it felt like that where everybody there looked like they were like tourists and with just passing through or having a holiday. Uh, and I asked, and apparently there's like maybe a few hundred people living there, but there were like thousands. So really, yeah, mm-hmm. or at least, at least a thousand. Yeah. We also came at a very specific, like a very busy time probably. Right. Because it was Orthodox Christmas mm. uh, on, I think, is it January seven or eight? Either way. Uh, so yeah, people went there for Christmas holidays. Right. Uh, but yeah, the set, the set was really cool. I think WePlay does the best job in Dota at making sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very cool. The Christmassy style, <laughs> the outfits we had. Uh, I got to keep the clothes that I wanted, by the way, which was really cool. So I kept two sweaters and all the socks. I mean, it's not like they're going to reuse it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, not after I've tainted them. Um, See, the problem that I have with WePlay is the events that I've been to, Every piece of clothing they've given, all the themes have been super uncomfortable. They give me vests that oh. are made for like a child, essentially, and they don't fit. <laughs> and then the one time you. I don't go, like the, the, the first Dota event they did, it was in literal pajamas. I'm like, fuck. Continue. Right. Oh, yeah, that was the Valentine's one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else is there to say? The, the tournament, the games, I would say, were as the tournament progressed, the games got good. In the start, they were very stompy. Uh, there was just a clear tier difference between the teams, but it got better. And the biggest complaint I think people had about the tournament was the the scheduling. Because So imagine this. The first two days, they run five best of threes back-to-back. Usually in Dota, we call it... Like, the upper limit is four. That's what some lands will do. And then you start <clears> the <throat> day at, like, ten, and you hope it's over at ten. They started five best of threes at 10. 
Uh, so what happens then is, first of all, we got a bit lucky that the games were fast the first day. But obviously, if you go that late, then you kind of need to start the next day late as well. Mm. So it's kind of the snowball effect where we ended up... The latest game I cast at this tournament, it ended at 4.30 a.m., which I don't think I've ever have had, had happened before at a LAN. Not even close. I think the latest I've ever gone before this might have been two. Um, personally, it wasn't that big of a deal because I was... You know, you just adjust to the schedule a little bit, but I could see from the player's perspective that that could be, you know, a bit of an issue. I heard there was one uh, team that played the first match and then the last match. Is that right? I think that was actually Enigma. <clears throat> was it? Okay. On one of the days, yeah. And I think that was that day. I think they played the first game and then the one that ended at like 4.30. And then the next day, their first game was at 2 p.m. or something because mm-hmm. of that. Um, so I'm pretty sure they learned something from that. Uh, apart from that, awesome experience. But uh, Valve has to approve that, the scheduling and stuff, and the group stage and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, was just, I was just sure. surprised. Like, uh, no. I was just surprised that it went through with five best of threes in a day starting at 10. I feel like that's very ambitious. But hey. Uh, yeah, what else? We the, the food was cool. The view was cool. I mean, we didn't do that much else than Dota as usual with these events. Uh, some of the people went skiing a little bit as part of a bit for the show. So uh, supposedly that was really cool. I've never gone skiing myself, and I didn't do it this time either. Loser. Um, so that's boring. Yep, that's me. Did you have a media Loser day? Right there. Uh, yeah, we did. <clears throat> Anything crazy? Uh, no. Not really. I mean, they really? had us sing as a choir. Oh. We sang four edited versions of Christmas songs with, like, Dota lyrics. Oh. And we did nice. great. So, and I was the best singer. I'll bet. Let's hear a rendition. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, that's, that's for another time. Um, okay. Yeah, what else? I guess that's pretty much it. Obviously, by it being in Bukoville, the travel there, <clears throat> I think this is the longest I've ever had to travel within Europe. It must be, hands down. It took me 15 hours to get to the event from home. That's a US to Europe travel time right there. That's basically the same as Intercontinental, yes. <laughs> uh, so that was kind of crazy. But obviously, it's because I had to do three flights and then a four-hour drive. Were you? I heard the there closest, was one the bus that took was forever. Four hours away. Yeah, one bus took a long time they, and one didn't. Yeah, so I was I, I I was one of the last guys to come in. I think so. We just we were just like a couple of people in a car, but the other ones were driving oh. in. Uh, we we were just like ten people that arrived at the same time, and I was one of the guys that went in the car, and the others went in the bus. And apparently, the bus had some sort of issue with refueling, where they were at a gas station for like an hour because he couldn't get approval for the payment because it. <laughs> was above the daily rate or daily limit or whatever that the company offered or something. Uh, I don't know what was going on with that. But yeah, they were held up for a while, sitting there in the cold in the car, (laughs) in the bus. I don't know. Ukraine got very cold as well. It worked out. Holy shit. All right, what about the matches themselves? So team, I got to say this very carefully, Cinder, and team Nygma won the Mm -hmm. tournament uh, over RNG three to one. did that? I mean, I shouldn't say. Did that surprise you? They did come from the lower bracket. That's kind of their style. Mm-hmm. RNG looked the best up until that point, but yeah. was it really that big of a surprise that they won and got their spot going the into major? the tournament? No, but the way they won the finals was not what I would have expected because RNG had two giga leads that they lost. They won the <laughs> first game, then they had a thirty k lead in game two and lost. Then they got stomped in game three. 
and then they had a 40k lead with Spectre in game four and lost, uh, which is kind of completely unheard of. So I didn't I didn't watch that fourth game because I was traveling to the airport actually that's oh, really? why we oh. yeah so that was another thing right because of the scheduling uh actually bsj and i we had to leave the finals broadcast he was casting the finals and i was on panel and we did the first three <laughs> games and then we had to go <laughs> i had no so, idea <laughs> so i didn't do the fourth game that's so funny so that's why yeah that's why cap swapped in for bsj and i think kyle swapped in for me so you had your uh, luggage at the the studio or no, I, we went back to the hotel and got it. Oh, it was okay. the, it was very close. Like the hotel was five minutes walk away from the, so that was really nice. Like mm-hmm. everything was really close to each other. Mm-hmm. The longest walk we ever did to get to a restaurant or something was like ten minutes. So that was very nice. So did you um, did you watch? So you watched the second game, right? I haven't watched any of these yet, but so mm-hmm. there was an eighty minute game. I heard there yeah. was a fallen sky. Yes. Do you remember any other items? I didn't see it be used, yeah. So, but it apparently it was used. So, RNG had Fallen Sky. They had Apex, and oh, Apex! N- uh, I need to look at the item lists because then I can remember what Nigma had. Dota two neutral items. Uh, tier. Yeah, I can just look okay. it up right now. Actually, Enigma uh, had a Mirror Shield, a Stygian Desolator, and oh. uh, a Trident. Which I think they never completed. GH had it in his backpack. Yeah, those are unfortunate when you have to build something that... I mean, that one's okay. It's not the best, but... Okay, I see the mirror shield. So that's the 20 attributes plus the four-second echo shield, essentially. And Desolator, both on Windrunner. Wow. Yeah. The Deso, when we have focus fired a tier 4 tower, it got destroyed in three seconds, literally. (laughs) Yeah. Not surprised. But, uh, I mean, these items are not balanced uh, relative to the game and relative to each other. And I think that's fair to expect when you have this small of a sample size. This is the first pro game that it ever happens in, that mm-hmm. we even reach 70 minutes. Um, what many- I can say is, for example, the Apex that went to Underlord. Mm-hmm. If that item would have been on the other team on the PL, he would have absolutely trashed everything. Because that mm-hmm. item is fucking bonkers on PL. Um, so yeah how many 70 minute games do you think I've been a part of three seven seven Dude, my games go so long it's Good miserable God. it's actually miserable and five of them believe it or not Cinderin, five of the seven guess what hero is in those five of seven just take a Tinker guess or techies no probably techies what no. hero do I hate more than anything Cinderin? what Lion? is the cruelest way yes <laughs> why can you <laughs> How do you get a 70 minute games with Lionel? I don't know. It's all the time. And it's oh, the, they want to drag out the games with Ag's finger and just build up the stacks, huh? Whatever yeah. whatever team gets Fallen Sky just wins as well. It's like 100% win rate for my stack, at least. It's crazy. But anyway, so based on <laughs> what you saw of these uh, this tournament, do you think there's any heroes that need to be majorly nerfed, majorly buffed? I mean, there's a lot that need to be buffed. I think there was like 30 or 40 heroes unpicked, which is unheard of, mm-hmm. right? which is not yeah. a good sign. Uh, but yeah, what do you think? Uh, I think Abaddon and Omni are both probably due for something. Um, in this patch, at least, or in this tournament, the, the hard dispels were just rated kind of over everything else, almost every game. It was those two, it was Doom, and then the counter to this like mega sustain kind of meta that the teams built with Abaddon, Omni, and stuff, the, the counter hero was OD, who 
I also personally think is too good, which is funny because when it got changed, a lot of people thought the hero was shit. And then it just turned out you need to learn the new numbers and understand how the hero works. And then mm. if you go for a different item build, it's suddenly god tier in the right games. Um, yeah, I think those heroes probably might get a change. The issue is, like, I think balancing heroes in Dota is just a lot harder now because you have neutral items. Like, yeah. um, some heroes are inherently just broken with the right items and not without. And I don't know how you combat that. Like, for example, Essence Ring as an item, right? It's a good item. Put it on Wisp, it's god tier. Mm. It's like totally insanely good on Wisp. Um, how, how do you solve that? Do you make it not work on Wisp? Do you nerf Wisp or do you nerf the item? And yeah, I, I, I don't think like keeping the status quo... You can't nerf IO because of that item, though, right? Because you never know if you're going to get it. Yeah, but that's the problem, right? Is that there's like this variance now in the game that makes balancing heroes really difficult that you didn't have in the past because you could balance heroes around okay these are the items available in the game mm-hmm. uh, that you can buy and you know they're either there or they're not based on people's success in the game neutral items you never know they might be there if you're winning they might be there if you're losing you could get an essence ring on your io you could get a fucking repair kit like you know uh well they're not the same tier but anyway do you think that any item will yep. get deleted going forward? Any more items? Um, yeah, I think we're going to lose more items. I'm not sure which ones for now, but they're, it's hard to remember all of them by heart. Uh, I can go for a quick look here because I'll, I'll give you my, like, let's say I'll give you my top three that should be changed or removed, okay? Okay. I'll give you one per tier. Tier one, trusty shovel. Mm-hmm. Needs to be reworked or removed, probably. Um, tier two. The tier two items are honestly relatively fine overall. Um, I think if any of them should be removed, it's probably Grove Bow or Essence Ring. Yeah. And then tier three, absolutely do for a nerf craggy coat or telescope telescope is fucking ridiculous in the right game Hmm. and that's that's another example of you know um we had some of these strategies at that event that used venge and drow and if you find a telescope with that it's just like right bonkers every hero gets extra attack range and they get extra attack range from venge you had ranged heroes hitting from 1k range in that game um I think Drow with Pike, Telescope, and Venjora has about 1,000 range. She hits like Sniper. And, and then, then she if has they her get spell uh, that scaled. Like, all you have to do is get to 70 minutes and you get a Ballista on top of that, Cinderin. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I think outside of that, outside of those items getting nerfed, I think they should remove Repair Kit entirely. I think I was gonna, that, that, that was going to be the design. first one that popped in my mind that that will yeah. probably get changed or deleted. Get rid of that one. Because the problem with that item design is not necessarily that it's stupid that you can heal your towers. It's the fact that you can get an item drop that's only useful when you're behind. That's Mm. kind of weird, right? Because it means that the leading team can kind of get a dead item, whereas the losing team provides It provides 16 or something like that regen. That's got to be good on some heroes, though. I think it's 13 HP regen, and you compare that to literally any other item here, it's not even close. Like the other items, all of them are better. And they have to be, right? Because it's a repair mm-hmm. kit. So, I don't know. Yeah, I will say this, though. Are you going to continue with Tier 4? 
Uh, yeah, we can. I can look at one tier four. I think in tier four, we're probably going to get a change on, I want to say, either Flicker or Whitless Shaco. The Shaco really? Is I wouldn't have thought of that kinda one. kind of oh. strange as an item. I think uh, Minotaur Horn is by far the worst item in that tier, by the way. Yeah, I would probably agree. I think yeah, that needs a buff. That. I think Illusionist Cape in the right game is OP with Flicker. Mm-hmm. I think Flicker, like Flicker, obviously you're going in a random direction, but it dispels. Like that's crazy. It's like a four second, whatever the cooldown is, insanely low. Mm-hmm. Um, but then yeah. if Ice Frog wants data on how to balance the tier five items, he should look at my games. I can tell you the <laughs> tier is right here, guys. It's very easy. The number one item by far is Fallen Sky. It's not even remotely close. By far the best. Then depending on the game, Ballista is insanely good on snipers. Apex is great on the centaurs of the world or whatever hero, like agility carry. The items that absolutely suck complete dog shit ass compared to the rest. Book of the Dead, I would say, is one of the worst in this tier. Fusion Rune, because since it's consumable, is one of the worst. And Phoenix Ash, since it was nerfed, really? is fucking garbage. You get one cons- one charge. No, no, of not Phoenix, Phoenix Ash. Ash. Phoenix Ash is bad. Okay. But Fusion, Fusion Rune. Rune. It think of it I this actually way. would rate I would rate that pretty high. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. you are the pro. The, the thing is, if you think about 70-minute games, right, what does it come down to? At that point, the game is complete fucking chaos. It's about whether you win the last fight or not. Mm-hmm. You suddenly have a carry. Not in my games. <laughs> you can, from what I understood, you can cast this on someone. I didn't know this. Oh, it's I didn't, not Okay. Well, you can still give I it think to them it's theoretically. So. Either it's targetable or... I don't think it is. I, I, think I, ta- I think it was Envy I talked to this about, and he was like, this item is really fucking good because when you're 70 minutes in... You could you just use this on your carry and you go take a fight and you have three tries to end the game, right? And honestly, mm-hmm. if you think about getting your carry, double damage, invis, haste, illusion at the same time when they're six slotted, that's it's really strong. I hate it. I think. <laughs> um, I mean, you might you're probably but, right, but I think it high, it's a high skill item though. That's the thing. This is well, in, what are you trying to say, Cinderin? Pro pro tier. <laughs> Pro tier, this item I think is. Really I used good. all three charges and we couldn't finish the game, and then I lost the item completely. I don't like the item, okay? Yeah. And I had a Phoenix well, Ash as well. Not good. Consumables. If you failed to win the game with three fusion runes, the it's game not was my over fault. eighty minutes. It's not then the my game fault. was over eighty minutes. <laughs> I think. Uh, uh, yeah. What else? I mean, all of these items are obviously crazy. I think probably the worst one is Trident because you have to build it. Like yeah. who seventy minutes in has a Sanjin Yasha anymore? That's true. It's that is I mean, true. you can keep it for the perspective of getting a trident drop, but nobody's gonna do that, right? So it's you know just, the biggest game winner is Woodland Striders, being able to surround your throne or your ancient in trees, and they never have quelling blade in pubs, Cinderin. Just remember, they never can take down the trees. I actually think Woodland Striders is an exceptionally high skill item, but it's good. I'm not even memeing. Well, if I'm you put it, it on your courier, yeah, it can f- use shield and woodland striders, and then it can fly around the team fight and surround enemy heroes. <laughs> well, true. Like if, that is actually a play. I'm not even joking. No, I think I, yeah. I think that could be a thing. Uh, but yeah, these items are crazy. So, um, yeah, what else about neutral items do I think will be changed? I think okay. So here's probably my biggest gripe with this whole system right now. There's two things. I love talking about neutral items right now because it's such a big deal. Um, number one, they have no net worth, which mm-hmm. really affects the economy of the game because now you have these supports that are hard to kill but are not worth much. 
Mm. You, you know, the, it usually trickles down to supports a lot of these items and they get tankier or get more utility. Uh, killing a support that has an essence ring already, an essence ring in a craggy coat, it's like you got double the HP. And, right. and you will be getting these items a lot of the time, um, but they give no net worth. The other thing is an item like Vambrace, where you have an item that a hero that has net worth, you upgrade their items and you remove the net worth. That's a huge that's, buff. That's a bug, though. To the player. That one's 100% a bug. There's um, no way that's a feature. That's so stupid. Well, it's a feature for every single item that's crafted, right? They all have no net worth. So Fallen Sky has no net worth. Trident has no net worth. Right. But I'm Iron saying Tree has no net worth. I consider that a bug more than a... F- like, all right. these neutral items, other than those, it's very obvious it was intended to not have net worth for whatever reason. Those, mm-hmm. I feel like, were not intended because that makes zero sense that you have an item and you literally lose net worth by combining it, which is to your benefit. Yeah, it is. It's part of the item. And I, I don't really like that. Um, for <clears throat> comparison, if you kill Roche and he drops Aghanim's Scepter, that increases your net worth by 6,000. Hmm. So that item drop punishes you in terms of economy in a way no neutral item can even come close to. And I honestly think that is... I'm not going to say that that is why RNG lost the games that they were ahead. But it's a bigger contributing factor than people might think. If you're very far ahead in late game and you start getting these Aghanim Scepters, you get punished really hard for one bad fight. Mm -hmm. It's a 6k net worth on a hero. If you have two of those Roches, 12k net worth. And it also... It it makes games look really uneven, even if they're not as lopsided as you would think. So do you think that they should just flip that? Just change it? I don't know if the Aghanim's shard from Roche should give well, not, not the Aghanim's. I'm talking about the neutral items. Shouldn't they just all give net worth boosts? Yeah, but which one? What do you mean, which one? What net worth should the neutral items have? Yeah, you'd have to come up with a gold system. A value for them? Yeah. Yeah, but if you give them a different value, then you're inherently saying that some of the drops are better than others, and we can't have that. Why? So I mean, are you saying Quelling Blade is a good item, or uh, Iron Town's a good item? No, Everyone but knows it's shit. You get, where, you get where I'm coming from, right? If I understand. Either you, need to decide, either you need to decide that some items are just better, and that the punishment you get for getting a better item is that it increases your net worth more. I think having tiers. That, I think having tiers within tiers is fine, as long as you have like four items that are about the same level within, like, say, tier two. They're all worth the mm-hmm. same. Then you have a medium tier within that tier, and then a third tier within that tier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just based on that price. Was the alone. thing I that was the thing I talked about some episodes back about the drops could be one from each of those categories. Then, yeah, um, yeah, that's true. But I, I don't think. But then you feel worse that, when you honestly. get shitty, like you get three of the worst items. Exactly. You, you know they're the worst item because the gold value is worse, right? It could just be a hidden value that you just don't. They never talk about. Mm-hmm. It just increases it. Yeah. But then it gets weird um, for royal jelly because you're you're eating one and you're giving one to another. Yeah. Does that mean half and half? I don't know. It's weird. If you if you make this change, that item will be removed. I'm pretty sure. But I love if royal jelly. If that is what it comes down to. We can't so. have that. We need royal jelly in our life. Um, so, okay. I want to finish off this talk so we can move on. But I have one more thing about neutral items. I think it's problematic in its current form that you can stack these items the way you do. So 25 minutes in. You find three tier three items and you put all of them on a Huskar. This literally happened in one of Nigma's games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Weeha had a Craggy Coat, a Paladin Sword, and I want to say Mindbreaker, or maybe it was a tier two item he had. 
and you get all of these items at once and you just put them on a win condition and it the game gets really it gets crazy you know like when people saw these items come out, they kind of imagined how they would be like, <clears throat> oh, this would be cool for this hero, this would be cool for this hero. Well, what if there is a hero that almost every item is good on in a <laughs> tier, right? and you put all of them on that guy at the right time in the game? 25 minutes in, Huskar is three-slotted. He has a an upgraded boots, he has a halberd, and he has an armlet. And then you give him three items on top of that. He is right. ridiculous. <clears throat> Uh, I honestly think the reason Nygma rated this hero this high is because of neutral items. If they didn't exist, they wouldn't have picked the hero all tournament almost, I think. Hmm. Um, but is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. I think th there's some talk that people have been talking about about making a separate item slot. So every hero has a six-slot inventory and one neutral slot where you can carry hmm. one neutral item at any point hmm. in the game. Right. And then you can't use any more. And that just means there's a lot of them that are going to go to waste or go to the base. Or maybe you need to reduce the number of drops. I think that's a really good Band-Aid solution for now. Um, ideally, honestly, if you ask me, do these items add value to the game? I think they're fun. You know, we had a... I kind of like to conclude on this. Because we... How long has it been with this patch now? Like a month? A bit more? Over a month, yeah. A month and a half? Uh, when it came out, people were like revolting at this idea of neutral items. And I think now it's like, it's died down a little bit. I had a pretty positive outlook on both <clears> this <throat> and Outposts. Now that I've played and watched a lot of games, to be honest, I don't know if this adds to the game in terms of enjoyment factor, right? If it adds value, it adds complexity, it adds craziness, but does it add to the gameplay? Um, uh, <clears throat> My favorite thing that could happen with this, which is never going to happen, probably, is that they remove the concept entirely and they mm. take the 10 coolest items that they came up with and then they add them to the store. Um, so you can buy some of these items in, in you know, edited versions or whatever. Phone uh, so Sky, 12,000 gold. Well, I mean, whatever. You could keep <laughs> the recipe. Like, have it be made from Blink Dagger Meteor Hammer and a recipe for 2k gold and then nerf the item. You know, that right. I would be fine with that. If you could balance the concept, why not? Um, either that or a token system where the neutrals, instead of dropping a random item, they drop a token and then there's a shop. See, that's, the, I, I think that should never be discussed. I think that's so stupid and convoluted. It just makes everything so much, so much more complex. Because <clears throat> you have to think, what is the reason they added neutral items? There's a couple. Mm -hmm. Number one, well, there's three maybe. The, number one is just to spice things up. Number two is yeah. to help increase the uh, playability of the positions fours and five mostly because you can actually have items you feel tankier. And yep. number three is to cater towards casual people, which you could combine with number two if you want, to make the game feel less complex because you're just getting random items. You don't even need to think about it anymore. You're just like, oh, this item dropped. I don't have to choose what to buy. I don't have this crazy different economy system to purchase these specific items. Like that's, I think we should never I, talk about that personally. I, I personally, <clears throat> yeah. I'm a bit unsure if it were to be a token system, if I'd like it more than the current one, but I don't think it's the perfect solution anyway. I think there's a better way of going about it. Um, but that's something that has also been talked about because then suddenly neutral items become a strategy factor where you plan ahead and build your strategies around timings where you know when you hit tier three, these are the items that we want. These are the heroes we're going to put them on and we know we're going to get them. Mm -hmm. um, but 
inherently that might actually create more imbalance than the current version because then some heroes will always get their best items right, right. Um, and then every game they will be at least it's reliable but then that will also be a tough balancing act like I, I said this when these items came out I think balancing Dota will be the hardest it's ever been um, I think they're up for the challenge but I think my opinion yeah, absolutely but again is it worth is it worth that headache over this is the well, question. Let, let's talk about that because Dota right now is not in, I would say, a great place player base wise in mm-hmm. terms of there's a big patch and the numbers are not very good compared to other times when they came out with big patches. We've lost a lot of players. Um, Sumail's thoughts on the patch, which we can briefly discuss. He thinks it's the best patch he's ever played. He thinks that the RNG in terms of the items doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things, especially when you compare it to the RNGs of like the power runes. Uh, well, I guess we can discuss this first before moving on. Do you? Mm-hmm. You obviously disagree with that, right? Um, at least on some level. I, I personally, yeah, on some level, I definitely do. I think, I think the rune argument is really good because, I, I mean, from my perspective, that has been a problem for years. The level, the minute two runes that also used to be minute zero, by the way, a while back. That's why it got changed. Um, the minute two runes are way too impactful in mid. If you get a double damage, it can win you a lost lane. And if you get an illusion, it can make almost no difference, you know, or an invis that's useless. So there's also an inherent issue there that I don't know what the fix to is. Um, I personally wouldn't be mad at making the first rune spawn at minute four instead of minute two, because already then, then the lane has developed to a point where if you were favored or outplayed your opponent, you won. And they're probably not coming back at minute four compared to minute two. Why do you need power runes? I'm not saying you should get rid of them, but I'm just curious what right. you think they even exist. Um, other I than think the reason they were in, I think the reason they were implemented and have always kind of been a part of the game is that they generate moments in the game. Mm. And that's kind of what neutral items do too. It's like there's this thing that happens that's exciting and it does something to shake up the game state. If power runes didn't exist... Like, imagine Dota without power runes and without smoke. Then... I mean, like, you can argue that this current patch, power runes mean less than they've, they used to, right? Because there's so many other things happening. You talk mm-hmm. about the neutral items, you talk about the outpost, bounty runes. There's a shit ton going on. There I'm is. not saying you should get rid of it again, but it's just interesting to think about. Yeah. Um, in, in my honest opinion, I think double damage has always been overpowered. That's my opinion. I think the rune has always been too good and should not give double damage. 1.5 uh, damage. That's yeah. what the announcer will say. And you could just rename the rune, right? Instead of it being called double damage, it could... It just could, damage. I mean, whatever you want to call damage it. Damage rune. Damage rune. Yeah, why not? Rune of ferocity. Well, that's the thing. Like, you don't even have to redo the voice lines. They all say double damage. Now you just say damage. You just delete the part of the voice line. It's fine. You don't have to pay anybody. Just... <laughs> <laughs> the rune. Everybody looks fucking stupid in this game. Ooh, damage. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, the the player base has dwindled a bit for sure. I'm a little so bit has worried the patch personally. Helped? I don't think no, the patch has hurt. If anything, I feel like right. Uh, so if you look at the numbers of this patch compared to others, when a big patch drops, and you think about whether this was a success, that that's what I'm getting at with this. Is this system worth it? Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's super fun and really cool. To a lot of other people, it's going away from what dota used to be and it's getting too crazy and too complex 
um, which is something you thought you'd never say about Dota, but it's overwhelming to the casual player, a lot of this, I think, when this suddenly comes in. Yeah, relearning everything is crazy. phased it in with like 20 items in the start instead of 62 or however many we had. Um, uh, but I, I disagree I, with I, that, I, actually. Just because I when you come out with a big patch, it needs to make a splash. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it needs to be a big if, splash. If there, were, if there were four items in every tier, this would have still made a splash. I'm pretty sure. But 62? Like, that's I'm a sure. big number. <laughs> I mean, it is ridiculous, right? <clears throat> um, I just... I feel like I don't know what Valve think about this system and what it does to the game. They look at player base. They look at how it affects pro games. They look at the overall thing. I personally don't think there's any shame if this were to happen. There's no shame in saying it's a failed system. Like, if, if you don't like what ended up happening, you don't have to feel like you're a failure by saying we will remove the system. It's been happening. There's other things in the game that have been removed that were introduced. Like yeah. we've had heroes removed in Dota 1. Heroes that were added and were just fucking But we're talking about modern times now, right? not the ancient times where you had sure. to download the map manually and you had to wait and remake maps 50 times before the game started. This would be so a what's your pretty big disaster. Like, Let's say you're Valve, right? Let's say you're Valve. You've run this system. You've tried to balance it. It has made... uh, Some people like it. Some people don't. The player base is dwindling. The pro games are not really increasing in viewership or quality. The pros are not like, fuck yeah, these items are amazing. Let's keep this forever. They're kind of like torn, where some people think they're fun and good. Some people dislike them. Some people are indifferent. Um, I don't feel like there's like an overwhelming... There's not like any overwhelming... It's very mixed. It's really mixed, polarizing. Right? And if you make polarizing concepts like this and they remain polarizing, I think, for example, Talents is the perfect counterexample. Talents came out. Some people were like, man, this is not good for the game. Uh, I don't want to have these choices. I don't think we should have this for whatever argument's reason. I feel like that very quickly had a vast majority support compared yeah. to this. Like, it's really what it feels like to me. And that is a system that I love and want to keep forever. The talent system is amazing. This kind of compared to that kind of falls flat as a yeah, system it does for sure um and, and I, I mean i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do what i will say though is that it should absolutely not stay in its current form i think that is it's i just, just can't no envision a time when they will just delete the whole thing i just because think of it um, this way because you have another mm-hmm. issue if you delete it then there's a bunch of people that will actually be angry not like the like right now people are like eh they're kind of meh about the whole thing. I'm sure there are some people that are still angry about the items being there, but you delete this, there are some people that will be very angry that they're gone and they will miss them. Well, you could then you can for example the one item slot is a very 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 soft version of what we have now, which I think is a great compromise where because every hero has one slot, you have a really good chance of getting an item that your hero wants in the game, and you don't have this item stacking and broken mm. heroes with three or four neutral items. And you also nerf supports, which, you know, you would be surprised to hear this from a support player, but supports are too good right now in mid late game. It, we're scaling too hard. Like, I don't think, I don't think supports should have these like three neutral items minute thirty and be bosses. That's part of my problem with an item like Witless Shaco, right? Is that you don't put this on a core most of the time because they don't have the item slot or can't afford to lose 400 mana. You put it under Disruptor, perfect. Thank you for the plus 1,000 health. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. 
this is, I'm honest. And then the crazy. other team just happens to not get that, and that's an inherent advantage for that specific game, right? It's just yeah, there's then a lot they get of a Minotaur horn, or yeah, and, Minotaur horn's so fucking bad. <sighs> yeah. So 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 you feel like they should, at the very least, make it a more bare bones version of what it is. But in, in an ideal world, you want it deleted. In my order of preference, if I could choose exactly what happened and nothing else would be impacted by it, like people wouldn't care or people wouldn't like leave or whatever the game because of it or feel angry at Valve. If we just talk from the game's perspective isolated, number one, remove the concept entirely and add the coolest items that you came out of this brainstorm because there's a lot of cool items that could make it into the game. That's my favorite. Second favorite, one designated item slot where you get to carry one neutral item per hero. And the third one is the token system. And I still probably like the token system more than the current one, but I totally understand why a lot of people wouldn't. Garbage. Um, it's because I'm more focused on the fairness of the system and the game rather than like the, how to say, the the randomness or the hassle, if you will, mm. the complexity. I, I personally am not... like. It's also, you know, if we've played the game for 25,000 hours or whatever, complexity is not a problem for us, right? So, no, speak like, for yourself. Yeah, I mean, you, compared to new players, this adding complexity like this, we learn it really fast. I don't know if you know like this, if you in think there, about but I'm how incapable. Crazy of a change this is. I'm incapable of activating spell shield and anti mage. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a. Uh, that's a brain problem. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. It's the yeah. I, I I don't actually know where to go with that, but <laughs> you're just beyond saving. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that so, the end of your statement? Did I yeah, just ruin the whole podcast? I mean, I I feel like uh, I feel like I could talk about this forever, and in a way, in a way, that's both a good and a bad thing. It's like the system has so much to give, and there's so much to talk about. But the fact that there's so much conflict is also a problem, right? Mm. Like, ideally, we would like to be able to pinpoint one or two things that we don't like, and then that gets fixed, and we're happy. If, like, talents, we're like GPM talents or XPM talents or whatever are stupid. Respawn talents are broken. Next patch, they get removed. Nobody complains about talents for two years. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't see that fix to the system. Uh, but the Band-Aid solution with one item slot is my best one so far if you want to keep a system like this. So let's yeah, see what I don't do. hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, so another reason, I don't know if you could, maybe there's data to suggest this is actually a reason, but maybe another reason people are kind of straying away from the game. I don't know if you have this issue in your bracket, but in mine, there are a lot of Smurfs in Duran. It is a real issue. There's a ton of Smurfing, a ton of boosting, and... I think that should be the number one priority to combat I that rather agree. than change the patch. If yes. that gets done, if you could allocate man hours, that would be the biggest thing they need to fix. Because I agree. I think the biggest reason we have lost players is people get frustrated with, how to say, with the stuff in the game that's not the game itself. You know what I mean? Mm. Like all of the secondary things that are problematic, like queue times or horribly imbalanced matches or toxicity all of the stuff that you know ice frog can't fix by just changing things in the game i part of me actually thinks it has been an attempt at combating some of the like toxicity that this system was the item system partially uh 
the the random items. I think yeah. part of the reason that the system was introduced, or at least a, co- a consideration with it, was that if we make all of these items drop and everybody gets stronger in the game, it's going to be less finger pointing because everybody will have higher impact. Yeah, There won't be that guy that just has a shit game and it's just shit. If you have a bad game, you're still going to be able to come back and feel like you have a presence with these items. And maybe that has been an attempt at lowering toxicity. I don't know if it's worked at all. Um, but you have less of those games where a guy goes like zero fifteen and just has a horrible time. Because there's always mm-hmm. that thing to look forward to where you're like, when neutral items come out, I'll do more in the game. Um, and I think that's kind of cool as an idea. I just wish we could do it some other way. But, so in terms of the Smurfs, what do you have any mm-hmm. ideas that you think would help combat the system? Why hasn't anything really been done? I think the last, I mean, I could be wrong here. The last thing mm-hmm. I remember being done is the phone number thing. Which, yeah, you know, a lot of people uh, have more than access to more than one phone. I think so they've really updated their Smurf detection, so it's faster at upranking people. Is um, it though? Or not upranking them, but placing them. So, for example, uh, let's say let's say Miracle makes a Smurf and he plays a hundred games and then mm-hmm. starts playing ranked, or a hundred hours and then starts playing ranked. In his first few games, he will trash people. And then he will, even if his medal isn't going up very fast, he will start getting placed with people in a different bracket. Um, I think Valve's goal, or I hope Valve's goal, is to, we talked about this theoretically like months ago on this podcast, the idea of having such a good machine learning system that it can actually tell within five minutes, it can pinpoint your MMR within a thousand. That's a pipe dream though. I mean, that sounds amazing, and I agree. It's, it's possible. It's not as ridiculous as you would think. No, no, no. Hear me out. It's not impossible by any means. There is mm-hmm. no way they're going to spend time doing that, though. 100% guarantee. If That's they can the implement a system like this, it will solve all of their competitive games going forward. I agree. If they can find a way of doing this, that should have really fucking big value for a company that makes multiplayer games, mm. is to make multiplayer games enjoyable for all the players. Eh, I think that comes How secondary. How is that not a priority? That comes, uh, I mean, I we're, we're the consumer. That's how we always feel. From a big company standpoint, that is definitely never the priority, whether you think so or not. It's, it's, well, it's up there, but there's things that are more important to a big company. Imagine you see the rampant smurfing and the rampant boosting, and you see people leaving the game, and you try to blow some... You add a spark with all of these items and you make the game crazier and more casual friendly and more fun and your player numbers are still dropping. Isn't that mm. something you would want to fix? I don't know. I mean, we're, we're theorizing here. They have the data. They have the numbers. And maybe we're just wrong. I just don't know what else it would be. I don't think there's like... We just magically hid a year where everybody has kids and stops playing or uh, where we're reaching a breaking point where... People, too many of the players get full-time jobs, so they play way less than they used to. Guys, you need to quit your jobs and play Dota I just, again. I just, I'm, not, I'm not really buying that argument because I don't think it would be such a sharp marking from one year to the next, right? Yeah. We're getting less it new players. It's so very clear. It should be more of a gradual change. So something is like plaguing the game that isn't just natural. And you, you should be trying to fix that plague, right? I, and I, I mean, I, I agree the, with you. It has nothing to do with my opinion. I just don't think that Valve will do anything about that. And nothing to that level. You're talking about like creating an AI, essentially, to do that for you, right? If they do something, here's my two cents. If they fix the problem, that's how they're going to do it. 
Okay. I, I would turn the argument I would and love say that to see it. if Valve get it. a fix, it will be an automated one because none of them wants to fucking manually deal with the shit. <laughs> That's what but they've done. But you have to put in the work like, to make it work. You it's know? like the thing they didn't see us go that we talked about the Overwatch system, where yeah. uh, they have an AR an AI trained based on a lot of people doing manual reports. So the AI has helped the system a lot with detecting cases. It's still a manual punishment in the end it's the overwatch people that decide but the number of cases that get handed to them are way more likely to be truly uh right. cheating or whatever it is um well first they need to come up with that manual system like overwatch when we say overwatch guys it's the csgo replay thingy called overwatch mm-hmm. it's not the game yeah the god-awful game um i think i i don't know why we can't have that in dota i agree but, the problem is uh, the implementation in CSGO is a lot simpler because it's about cheating, right? It's if mm-hmm. somebody is cheating. And I don't know how big of a problem cheating is in Dota compared to smurfing, boosting, and toxicity. Toxicity you're not getting rid of. Like I think that is the pipe dream. Every game has this in multiplayer. And I think it's very natural. And I think it's it's something you unfortunately have to put up with. You could obviously combat it and make it less prevalent than it is, but it will be there. Um and you can't make an automated system punishing it because then you have somebody some you have somebody making a joke in all chat at his friend on the other team calling him a moron and then they get banned for having fun with their friend right like language is way too complex to be automated like that mm-hmm. what you can't automate is cheating because it's like either you're cheating or you're not right but language is such a gray zone half the time that well even the type of cheating that occurs in Dota is not as noticeable as it would be in Counter-Strike either. Right. Even I, like okay. even Counter-Strike, it can be subtle. Don't get me wrong. There are people that cheat and right. are really good at it. But Dota, a lot of it is more subtle, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Unless you get I like, agree. you completely fuck up and you get your automated Yules to go off. But you have to look at where their cursor is going. There's a lot that goes into it that not the average person will be able to see. But we don't think... I'm guessing you think the same way based on what we said so far. We don't think that cheating is the reason people are quitting as much. No, 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 no. Because that was a really big problem in Counter-Strike at one point. People were stopping with Counter-Strike because there were way too many cheaters. And that's why they had to implement this this system. There was way too much cheating. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's... Because I think in Dota, cheating is always a big deal. And I absolutely hate cheating and i would never want it to be part of any game that i play obviously but relative to counter-strike i think the cheating in dota i don't it's hard to say if it has the same game impact as it does in cs because it feels like in cs if there's there's a team of uh of four four clean players and a cheater against five five clean, clean. players the cheater will win the game mm-hmm. in my mind he will win the game by having information or by getting too many kills in dota he will have an advantage that's severe, but I don't know if he can convert it into a win with the same success rate as in CS, if that makes sense. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Because like if you have, let's say you have map hack or whatever, if you have some sort of way of seeing the whole map, how do you communicate with the team in a way that doesn't get you banned? <laughs> uh, if you see everything, you can't tell your teammates really, so you can use it for yourself and you can try to like guide fights or whatever, but it doesn't really, it doesn't seem like it would work. A lot of pinging. Over yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. I, I don't know how we got on the cheating thing. I don't think that's as rampant as... No. I mean, some people... It's more smurfing is just 
Uh, Everywhere. We got into it because of Overwatch as a system, right? Being designed for cheating. But for for smurfing and for boosting, you can't really make it the same way. I think an auto-detect system is the best thing you've got. And personally, I really don't think with Valve's skill set and how good they are and how much data they have, if they want to, I definitely, the pipe dream you were talking about, I don't, I really don't think it's that far away. So no, I think you you make a system. I think you misunderstand what I mean. You're saying the pipe dream from the perspective of them actually doing it, not from them being able to do it. Yes, that is 100 okay. percent correct. Right. So, do I we think they're going to do anything then? I think they will, of course. Okay. What will they that... do instead then? If you think this is not happening, what do you think they will do instead? They'll have a big ban session going on. People with multiple accounts. Uh, past that, I'm sure there's some. Are they going to ban pro player Smurfs? They should. Okay. I think it... I mean, we talked about how Soxa has three I don't of the think top they four in EU. I don't think they will either because players have... How do I put this? There's a totem pole in Dota. Pro mm-hmm. players are at the top. Nobody's higher. Not even close. You can jump off a clip or jump off a cliff, uh, swim through some you know, cesspool of whatever the fuck you want to create there. Underneath that cesspool are like the casters, the tournament organizers, everybody. The pro players, they're watching from above and laughing. They're untouchable. Aside from the ones that cheat and they get banned for life, they get fucked real hard. Anywho. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Valve is at the top. Yeah, that's true. And then Valve. there's the pros. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's the end of our Dota session, uh, part of the podcast. I do want to discuss a couple of the things before we wrap up this episode, Cinderin. The first one, I probably should have put this at the beginning, but... This is really random, okay? Okay. I didn't really think about this until recently. Do you, what's the best way to explain this? So I've had this issue for my entire life in my imagination. Uh, IBS? That, no, that's only been the last 10 years. So do you okay. have issues imagining things? Like if you no. want to think of something, you can think of anything in your mind, you have no problem. And you can manipulate them in any way you want. You have no issues correct yes so i have this very specific scenario and i don't know what the fuck is wrong with me maybe maybe this is more of a plea to the public for somebody to tell me what the hell's wrong with me if i try to envision somebody shooting a basketball i can never make them make the basket in my head i literally cannot envision a basketball go through a hoop in my mind what the fuck is wrong with me that's because you've watched the Suns play. All right, I set you up for that one. <clears throat> All right, next topic. <laughs> next topic. I'm really interested to see if anybody has any idea what that is, because it's like a mental block or something. I I don't know. I've it's, never heard of this so, before. I know it's weird. I've never heard anybody talk about it either. I just I don't know why I thought about this, but it was always a thing as a kid, and I just tried doing it oh, the other day. Your, like oh. you've had it your whole life, but. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned the basketball example. Is it like specifically with that, or can it be anything? Give me something. Um, can you imagine a train driving through a tunnel and not crashing? Yes, easy. Okay, so it's not about something with something that's supposed to happen and then fails or whatever. Right. It's <laughs> only a basketball hitting a net. So if I if I envision it from the top down, where you're looking down into the hoop, I can picture the right. basketball going through. If it's from like a horizontal standpoint, where you're seeing somebody shoot it, 
like in a real game, I cannot envision somebody making a basket. It always hits the rim and it always bounces away. How, what, How about with... Do, I, um, do you have it with any other sports? Uh, like, is, okay. there, is there another Soccer, sport that has easy. a similar... You can easily imagine that. Yeah. Football, it easy. So, it know. sounds like it has something to do with the 3D perspective of the basket being... The goal being scored from above. Is there any other sport where you do it like that? Uh, not that I can think of. Anyway, I just wanted to bring this that up because is, it was just honestly, so Honestly, that is really fucking fascinating. Not going to lie. Maybe there's some Andrew, uh, psych majors out there. really stupid, but it's fascinating. <laughs> I probably so. just have like this tumor pass. in my head that I've had since I was a baby. And oh, it's just somebody said golf. Thing. How about that? Oh, golf's fine. All right, sense. last topic before we bid everybody adieu, Cinder. I know this is a very, very special topic mm, for you because you are to heart for me. You yeah. are a connoisseur like no one else I've known at watching movies. Oscar nominee, Cinderin. Let's go yes. through them. I will. How do you want to do this? Do you have any, have any preference? Because you're the one that knows Jack all about. Um, this. you go through the nominees. Okay. And I will say who should win based on <laughs> how they look. Okay. So the poster art for the movie or based on the, the look of the actor. Okay. Um, yes. So we'll, we'll go through the actress in supporting. So the actors and actresses and then best picture. So scroll down a bit, Cinderin. We'll okay, start we do, with... We don't do the rest. No, we're not doing the rest. Okay. Uh, Why so not? Don't you want this to be a 45-minute segment that I have no idea about? I, I kind of do, but we won't. Yeah, Actress in a supporting role. We have Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. We have Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Margot Robbie for Bombshell. And Florence Pugh for Little Women. Do you have any favorites out of these, Cinderin? Um, I only saw one of these movies, so you're not alone. Okay, I think out of these pictures... The one that looks like they do, does the best in a supporting role mm -hmm. is probably Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Okay, very good. That's Dude, actually okay, on imagine Netflix. This. Yo, we should write this down. Yeah, write we it should down. write down the predictions. Do and if I am right about more than you, <laughs> that would be so fucking funny. Oh, you okay, want so to make a bet out of it? Who yeah, Let's... no, just predict who you think will win. No, 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 we're making a bet. What are we betting? I don't know. What are we betting? Let's come up with a bet first. Now, so here's the problem. If we're betting something, I'll be biased towards who I think will actually win, not this random system what random system what do you mean not random i'm literally looking at the picture art to okay decide who should you win. pick who you think is going to win and i will pick who i think is going to win and we make a bet out of it this though Cinderin, i think everyone Whatever, i'll eat it what's the what's the punishment well you have let's, to eat your god-awful thing that you hate and what do i have oh, to do because i already ate my tomatoes what else can we do well, you, don't wanna, fun if, you don't want to eat oh you want to be the same for both of us Yes, it's the same concept. That's more fun. Okay, how about we have to do 10 push-ups on stream I can't. on camera? What do you mean you can't? I can't do push-ups. I'm sorry, what? I can't do push-ups. What, what, what does that mean? I've never, I've never been able to. What? I'm, I'm not kidding. You are I've lying. Never, All I right, have never new in topic. my life been able to. What the fuck? That's weird, man. I am a fucking obese and I can do a push-up. What do you mean you can't do a push-up? What does that mean? I can easily I can easily push myself up from the ground. Okay. But the stabilizing on the way down doesn't work for me. 
And are I you an alien? Why. I Do you can't have bipodal. You, you are the one with the fucking basketball problem. You are the alien. Here. That's a very specific scenario. <laughs> this is a push-up. <laughs> All right, think of something. Else. Wow, this is. Okay, I'm so, getting home okay, to side. So what I what I can't tell you is why. I don't know if it's something mental or if it's something physical or whatever. And when, but I have never been able to confidently you know if you just tell me do 10 push-ups yeah i can push myself up 10 times but i can't push myself back down like the wow. pushing up is not hard at all but the whole that's like, the harder part what what's it called like contraction or whatever would you call it that where you go back down again sure that's all right um, how about this since we're doing this live how about after the podcast or in the next week because we have oscars isn't until february 9th cinderin we make this bet and just agree to a bet later. What it's act, the actual terms of the bet? Okay. <laughs> what kind of system is that? That's fine. They they just won't hear about what the bet is specifically, the stipulations. But we can figure out the details later. But we make the bet now and we go forward with uh, the nominations. Sound good? Okay. 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 So back to actress in a supporting role. Keep in mind, I'm kind of in the blue at, out of nowhere here as well because I don't know. Most of these movies. Okay. Believe it well, or not. Well, it's, it's going to be Laura Dern and Marriage Story. So. Okay. Laura Dern and Marriage Story for you. Mm-hmm. I will not go for that because that's a Netflix film. film. Uh, I will go for. Wait. So you think they're going to win based on money? There's money involved. Sure. Oh, Netflix. I don't know. No. Surely this is absolutely pure I'm gonna and go, only based on skill. I'm going to go with the only one I actually watched, and I thought she did a really good job, Kathy Bates in Richard Jewell. Excellent movie. That would have been my second choice. All right. Too bad. We she can, looks like she could win. We'll okay, alternate. Next. Are we allowed to choose the same people? Sure, we are. Okay. So do you care who goes first? No, it doesn't matter. All right. Actor in a supporting role, Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes, Al Pacino in The Irishman, Joe Pesci, The Irishman, and Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, do I go first again? I mean, do you care who goes first? If it doesn't matter, Not just really. go first every I'll time. I'll take uh, Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. Okay. I will... I have not seen The Irishman. I've only seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't think Brad Pitt will win. He never wins. I think we're going to get some sympathy votes, Cinderin. And we're going to see Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Okay. Next, actress in a he leading role. He looks like he could win. He could. Cynthia Arrivo in Harriet. Scarlett Johansson, again, in Marriage Story this time. Wow, two, I didn't even realize. Holy shit. She's in two. That's impressive. Uh, Cersei Ronan, I never know how to say her name, in Little Women. Charlize Theron in Bombshell. And Renee Zellweger in Judy, which, by the way, I cannot stand this chick. She's so fucking annoying. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, she has I the most annoying she face. Please pick her. Uh, She's won before. So, Okay. I will take... <laughs> I've mm. seen none of these movies. <laughs> I will take Cynthia Rivo in Harriet. She looks uh. very concerned, and she might win because of that concerned look. Okay. She's like, I hope I win. This is very dramatic. I think we're going to see... I think she won last year or the year before. I'm going to go with Cersei Ronan. Again, I have no idea how to say that name from Little Women. Have not seen any of these movies either. All right, moving on to actor in a leading role. Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Adam Driver in Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, and Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. What a boss. Wow. Okay, this that's a Netflix a film. This one's um, hard. I've seen The Joker. I've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have not seen Marriage Story. I'm going to go Adam Driver in Marriage Story. If Just a if wild guess. If Jonathan Price acts in a way like he did in Game of Thrones... <laughs> I, <laughs> that's, that's why he picked you. I mean, I'm <laughs> Only picking them based on completely, dude. I'm picking them on arbitrary things like the picture. Okay, yeah. but this, I actually have a little bit of an opinion on this one for once. I thought, I thought he was really, really good in Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, for those who don't know, he was the what were they called? The um, the poor. I in don't remember. Game of Thrones. What were yeah, they I called? Know what you, I know what you're talking. Somebody about. in chat can tell me in like ten seconds when delay catches up. Sparrow. Uh, he was the High, high Sparrow. Septum. Yes. Yes. High Sparrow. Uh, super good character. I thought he was amazing in that. So, And I've okay. also heard that his acting in this was incredible. So I'm not surprised he's nominated. So, That's kind of the only one I know about or have heard anything about. I've obviously heard about Joker, but the only person that... From me. I've heard anything about. Yeah, I've heard so, about Joker from you. If I was going based... Again, I have not seen Marriage Story yet. I've just heard that it was really good. I think it'll win something. So that's why I'm going Adam Driver. Based on the movies I've seen, I thought Joaquin Phoenix was incredible on Joker. I would not be surprised if he wins, but I will go Adam Driver. All right, last one, okay. Cinderin. Best picture. Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Okay. So I actually have a really accurate opinion on this one, Shannon. Because the category is called best picture. So now I can just look at the pictures <laughs> and tell you which one is the best picture. Okay. And that one should win. Please do. Uh, out of all of these posters, I think the best picture you is Marriage Story. Marriage Story? Okay. Yes. You're picking Marriage Story. I, I don't know if this is cheating but the Golden Globes just happened, Cinderin. Yep. And one of these just won that. So I'm going to pick the same one. Is that cheating? No. Okay. I'm going with 1917. Have not seen it. Ford versus Ferrari was okay. Joker was incredible. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is really good. Have not seen 1917, but it won a Golden Globe. So fuck it. 1917. Okay. Yep. Uh, speaking of movies, Cinderin. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen in Bruges no. over the holidays? Thank you, no. everybody, for joining us. Really appreciate no. it. Until next time, Suns fan at Cinderin <laughs> signing out. We'll we'll talk about what the uh, the bet entails in the next episode. Yeah. We'll make Do sure. some push-ups for me, guys. Be good. All right, peace. Yeah, somebody look up my mental issue and Cinderin's physical issue. Until next time, goodbye. We say things that don't mean anything. But thanks for listening. Yeah.